Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. Batteries are a key ingredient in a world where more focus is being put on clean energy transition. But have you ever wondered if batteries can be used to power an entire island? It's a lofty dream, but not exactly as far-fetched as it sounds. One Singapore-based company has developed flow batteries that can store renewable energy over long durations. For more, we're joined by Avishak Kumar, who's the co-founder and CEO of VFlowTech, the company behind those batteries that are also designed to address issues like performance degradation, thermal runway, as well as safety. Avishak, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you, Imad, and good morning. Nice to have you on. Avishak, first and foremost, origin story here. What sparked the idea of coming up with a more efficient version of flow batteries and enlighten us on how exactly it is more eco-friendly? When I have been a, a renewable entrepreneur, worked in a solar industry for almost uh, 15 years. Cost of renewable has come down drastically, so it's feasible, but it's less than coal. But it's intermittent, you can't power 24-7, and then it becomes highly unsustainable. So there is a need, uh, if you want a clean energy switch, you can have a lot of energy clean, store it when you need it. And if you are having an efficient long-duration battery, you can have a net-zero switch with renewables. So that was the motivation to come and develop a battery that is sustainable, has long life, and can discharge long hours. All right. You've got a project currently in the works that's tapping on your flow batteries to power Jurong Island. And you've also got a microgrid project on Pula Ubin. Talk to us about the test and deployment so far. How has the progress been? So it's a deep tech hardware company. We have been uh, doing uh, good so far. Again, uh, Pulaubin is a good example. It's a remote island that uh, was primarily reliant on diesel for their power needs. Now there is a renewable, which is solar, and we have put our batteries and solar form in the grid, and we're trying to have this clean energy powering the island 24-7, so that's one example. On Jurong Island, it's a very interesting project uh, because there are large refineries, there are large tank storage, and many of them are liquid batteries. So we're exploring the idea to basically store this liquid in these tanks and power industrial customers who have a inductive load like pumps and other things. And the vanadium that we are producing, uh, uh, we are also exploring an option to extract this vanadium from uh, basically waste. So waste, carbon waste has heavy metals as impurities. These heavy metals are vanadium, sunshine nickel. And if you can extract this raw material from waste, it becomes highly circular. Now, Jurong Island, as we know, is essentially a massive industrial estate. It's home to refineries, factories, as well as offices that consume a rather large amount of power. Uh, how challenging is it, Avishak, to power up the entire island with just the batteries that you've developed and how far away are we from that? I mean, we have not done it uh, in date, so it is challenging, but we are not that far. I mean, uh, in Singapore, we are uh, taking it step by step. It has been a tender issue to import about 4 gigawatt of clean power from neighboring countries, which means that deploying huge amount of solar, hydro, and these will need a gigawatt hour of batteries. We are there, so we have a small pilot factory here in Singapore. To give you an idea, we need to scale about 20,000 times to meet that capacity. But to believe our roadmap, uh, we should be able to start delivering from 27, 28 timeframes, about five years from now. Now, one of the unique selling points of your creation is longer lifespan. And we understand that flow batteries could be a better alternative to lithium-ion batteries, which currently encompass more than 90% of the global grid battery storage market. So how exactly do flow batteries perform against their lithium-ion counterparts? 
Yeah, so uh, traditionally, till date, uh, at lithium ion are most predominantly used in electric vehicles because of high energy density. On grid application, uh, it was primarily for frequency regulation, means for 30 minutes. Now, the decade that we are entering, you have renewable energy, particularly solar. So you will see solar has 10 to 12 hours of sunshine, and then you need to get this energy for 12 hours and then discharge for 12 hours. From that perspective, low batteries can take that, mm. and uh, our company is reaching high efficiency. So the cost of ownership means that the energy delivered to customer is record low compared to lithium-ion batteries. And sustainability is because, I mean, we all use phone and even uh, in our EVs, you will see that life is typically five to six years. So a renewable plant has a life of 25 years. So less amount of batteries that you will need from that con- concept. So it's circular, it gives you energy at a lower cost on a longer term. And the carbon footprint generated in developing these batteries are also low. Now, we see a lot of benefits to these flow batteries, of course, but there must have been some challenges uh, when it comes to manufacturing your batteries. Uh, could you walk us through what some of those obstacles have been? So they, I mean, uh, it's, uh, when you build a technology, there are multiple challenges. First mm. is that manufacturing is not streamlined. I mean, we are uh, riding on a wave of lithium-ion manufacturing that has come from China. There is an ecosystem that has been developed over decades. And uh, for flow batteries, that ecosystem does not exist. So when the ecosystem is not there, it is expensive. Uh, there are not much manpower that are designed or trained to develop uh, the technology. So finding the right manpower, training, is absence, then uh, supply chain is also an issue. And uh, scaling manufacturing is also a few of the issues that we are facing, but that's a problem of a growing organization and growing technology. From a technology perspective, also there are issues because technology has not been uh, tested and, and trialed. So the data on the field are less, which we are trying to deploy by powering uh, small, small islands and collecting data and perfecting technology. Let's talk about scaling up your technology. You're also, I understand, working on further research and development to increase the possibility of scaling up. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that front? So as, as you know, uh, if the reality of powering uh, 25% of Singapore has to come true, we need to scale our capacity to about 20 to 25 gigawatt hours, which is uh, 25,000 times where we are currently are. From that perspective, we are looking into automation solution. Automation uh, enables uh, a fast-track table process, and most battery technologies are raw material uh, dependent. So we are working on uh, developing a process where we recycle uh, vanadium from uh, pet coke tender and industrial waste and uh, then working on having a in-house production of membrane. And these are the key components that are required at Pelop. So we are trying to solve the problem of supply chain and uh, automate the uh, scale faster and simply. All right, let's talk a little bit about the sectors that you are hoping to target. Now, we know many of them are increasingly adopting all sorts of deep tech currently as part of energy transition efforts. Where are you directing your efforts? So there are three key areas where the batteries predominantly work. If you are growing an EV charging infrastructure, you need a stationary battery to stable the grid where the application are. The lowest and the closest to us is, again, uh, there is a concept that we are seeing, RERTC, is renewable energy round-the-clock solution. We are talking about net zero steel where you need clean power. We are talking about powering ourselves 24 on renewables. So these are solar developers. These are utility providers that we need batteries. And we are targeting those clients where uh, our solution has long life, long duration, and clubs well with renewables, solar energy. Okay, let's take a little step back now. VFlow Tech was actually incubated in the clean tech lab of NTU. So what would you say are some of the benefits arising from the unique IP from years of intensive research at the university? 
that gives you a head start so it's uh, again uh, when you're talking about deep tech it doesn't happen overnight you need uh, to find a solution do a research that takes time for our case the team uh, was working on this problem of improving the efficiency for 5 years and there was problem of thermal stability so a team of dedicated five scientists and a few postdocs has been working on npu trying to develop this and when they made this breakthrough that was already a 6 year head start uh, with a right team right problem statement and we used uh, and the, we were able to make a first prototype so then it was about commercialization so technology had an advantage we used the technology to make it commercially more viable a technology and then the problem was on manufacturing engineering and in the company that we are solving so it did give us a good head start All right, let's talk about your expansion overseas. Now, you've also formed partnerships with other organizations to accelerate the adoption of renewable energy storage technologies. Uh, last year, I believe you collaborated with Sing Fuels, which is a Singapore headquartered bunker trading company, and you've also formed a JV with a Thai-based uh, company as well. Could you talk through that with us a little bit? So we are looking into business synergy. Sing Fuel, uh, as you know, that they have bunker trading with a predominant exposure to Africa. And uh, if you look into uh, the Africa energy landscape, there are about 1.2 billion people that don't have access to electricity. The grids are not proper. Where microgrids, solar batteries, make sense. So Sing Fuel has interest to develop clean energy provider, and we form a partnership to deploy these clean energy microgrids, where Reflotech predominantly bring the know-how of batteries. and microgrid to develop and provide low cost efficient power clean power to the people of africa so we are having some projects and and think fuel coming from a oil and gas trading company they had access to capital to develop this microgrids over the long run i mean it's a singapore based high company we partnered it to develop again new application so when you talk about uh, net zero transition it is difficult to say that one technology will win you need multiple technologies for multiple application and uh, the jv that we have uh, formed was to develop hybrid uh, energy storage solution that gives better return to our uh, customers when you combine technology you reduce the risk you improve the rate of returns for them and use the strength of each technology to deliver right solution so that was uh, targeted to have a hybrid energy storage solution to create a new market segment all right avishek thank you so much for your time this morning thank you We've been in conversation with Avishak Kumar. He's the co-founder and CEO of VFlowTech. It is a company that has developed more efficient flow batteries that can store renewable energy over longer durations. And they're currently working on a project tapping into that on to power Jurong Island. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.